0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Hey. Hello! Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of OT3. We are the observers of tales, truth, and trivia. And today I am so excited that we are going to talk about Hades and Persephone. And all so the excited. stories that come from <laughs> this. It's like one of the oldest like myths and then like tales of like dark romance i think romance might have been a modern thing later on anyways we're gonna get into it i'm ashley and i was gonna ask everybody what their favorite greek god was and mine is dionysus obviously
0: it's so 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 obvious obviously (laughs) you god i didn't think about it but now you speak and i'm like oh duh
2: yeah that makes sense uh Um, sorry do you want to go next
0: yes no you go next
2: Okay. I'm Steffi. Uh, I'm a Hermes bitch. He, he's my number one boy. Uh, and I also really like Minthe, the nymph.
1: Oh, yes really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Oh, I was obsessed with her story as a kid. That's awesome. And what about Hermes? The uh, little fly?
2: Flying? <laughs> the little fly boy. <laughs> yeah, little fly boy. little fly boy. Yeah. No, I, I just always also liked stories and reading like Kid, I guess when I was a kid, like books about him and like how he's the messenger. And I just thought it was really cool. Awesome.
0: So, so now I'll give you mine. So um there was a little hard for me. I really like Hephaestus. How do you say that? Jaron said it properly just a minute ago. Uh, Hephaestus. 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 He's uh, Aphrodite's wife. I just remember reading <laughs> a story about him. Nope. Am I wrong? He's oh, so- husband. <laughs> husband. Um, but I should remember reading a story Spouse? about him in AP Lit and being like, this guy, he is misunderstood, and I, I love that. Mm-hmm. But I also uh, love Hades, at least in the context of the versions where him and Persephone's are happy because they're the only couple that don't cheat on each other constantly. So, you know, got to respect a man who loves this woman, you know? <laughs> hell yeah
2: constantly being the key word it's still there but come on.
1: and uh <laughs> behind the machine is jaren and jaren uh who's your favorite good god
3: i've always liked like the the wa- like the water gods so i mm. l- like which is crazy because like i uh don't really like open water like seeing like <laughs> Seeing like a uh, like a whale like breach out of nowhere and just disappear is terrifying to me. <laughs> but like I love like Poseidon and like in um in like Lord of the Rings, there's the 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 water god named Olmo, which I really like. Ooh, like all of that nice. background story and stuff like that. So the water god
0: Poseidon, guides. yeah, Poseidon's pretty chill. That's a good one. That's
3: but good can one. we
0: ever can we all agree that the worst is Zeus? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If your favorite god is Zeus, you need to re-look the Pantheon, okay? There's someone better out there for
0: you. There's so many great gods that are like gods of everything. Like, Zeus is the god of infidelity, let's be honest. I
1: mean, the god of procreation. Um, (laughs) With that, I do want to put in a warning at this episode. Uh, We do talk a lot about Hades and Persephone. And with all great gods... um, this is, you know, for anybody that has trigger warnings, This we're going to talk about consent, non-consent. It's just something that goes with the source material. This is stuff from, like, the 7th century BCE. So uh, I just want to let everybody know uh, that at the beginning in case you guys need to skip this episode. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be fun, I promise. Okay. So we're going to go into the beginning, right, the uh, actual myth. And I was going to ask Sarah and Steffi, first off, like, When you hear of, like, the myth of Persephone and Hades, like, what comes to mind? Like, what do you guys remember from, like, the original content, so to speak?
2: Number one thing is pomegranates. Pomegranates? (laughs) Yeah, pomegranates, which is also my favorite food in the dire world because of this myth. So
0: I think of the there's two parts. There's the the one there's Sarah who was in AP lit and read the one of the original tellings. And it's like Hades is a trickster and tries to trick her there. And I remember like her going down to the underworld. And then there's the older Sarah who is like, no, her mom's kind of awful, and she was hiding, and Hades was sheltering her. So And also I know that she's winter. Like the whole, the whole Hades and Persephones exist to explain winter.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. so um while they are probably one of the oldest like most interesting like enemies to like lovers type uh, <laughs> trope, um, the myth is about explaining the seasons. Um, and we're gonna kind of go into like how that works. but um, so there's like four main players give or take which version. and um, one of the oldest versions is from the Homeric hymn to Demeter which is uh, like a 6th to 7th century uh, poem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to kind of go into like uh, oral tradition back in this time was like people used to like just tell these tales and they weren't written down. And so it's actually really hard to get the original story because Mm -hmm. from so many different like areas and times, people have added and subtracted and like, you know, so I'm going to try to like go over what we think is like the main story, but... You know, don't be mad if I don't tell it exactly correctly. So four main players. We have Hades, who is the god of the underworld. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Persephone, or sometimes it goes by Korra, or Korra, which actually translates to daughter or maiden. And I think Hades uh, translates to the unseen one. And a lot of people think she's a spring goddess. And so, you know, because it kind of goes with the seasons. But it's actually like, I think she's a vegetation goddess, but this is debated: spring or vegetation goddess. Right. And Persephone is the daughter of Demeter, who is the Olympian goddess of harvest and agriculture. So Demeter is definitely a main player in this story. Hmm. And then the fourth is our most favorite god, Zeus. No, he's not our favorite god. Um, who is definitely a player in this, but depending on the version, plays a like a lesser role.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so basically, the myth is. Um, Persephone and her mother uh, are in the human realm and Demeter goes off to like check on some crops or something and she leaves Persephone with the water nymphs in the Vale of Nyssa and Hades sees Persephone I don't know how he sees it Through some he sees her and falls in like insta-love um, and in some stories he asks Zeus for her hand in marriage and Zeus agrees knowing that Demeter will not also, in Greek mythology, uh, Persephone is Zeus's daughter. So Zeus and Demeter have Persephone. I know. Um, <laughs> but Demeter is very protective of uh, Persephone and all the tellings. She's very, very protective and doesn't want any male gods around her. Um, and so they know that she's not going to say yes to the marriage. So he makes a plan to abduct Persephone. Um, and in some tellings, Zeus helps him out. Uh, and then, in some tellings, they use the flowered narcissus to get Persephone away from the water nymphs, who have to stay around the pond. Um, but any which way, he opens up the ground of the earth and comes out in a chariot, grabs her, and takes her to the underworld, which is a very dramatic <laughs> telling of it. And um, so he drags her down to the underworld. I just like such an interesting like iconic thought of like what's going on here. Um and Demeter comes back and is obviously super pissed and worried that her daughter has just been abducted. And in some tellings, she's so mad that she turns all the water nymphs into like scaly beings that are known as a sirens. And um she kind of searches for her for a long time and gets really uh, upset. And in the end decides, like, she starts, like, not caring about, like, the like the agriculture or, like, growing crops and stuff like that. And, like, there's this massive famine and people are dying. And so, Zeus, like, Zeus has to come in and, like, make a decision. And other telling, she goes up to Zeus and demands her daughter back. So it depends on, like, what story we're getting at here. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Zeus decides, like, he's kind of in a weird spot. Like, one, it's his daughter. And the other, it's his brother. And uh, he tells Hades, you have to bring your daughter. You have to bring her back. But while in the underworld, at the beginning, you know, Persephone is very upset. She's just crying all the time. Um, But Zeus, I mean, Hades tries to like woo her with like the underworld and like, look, I have all this money. Like you could be like queen of the underworld. Um, And she doesn't eat or drink anything except for this is where it also gets weird. Is it one pomegranate seed? Is it four pomegranate seeds? Is it six pomegranate seeds? I've heard it all kinds of ways. She eats some pomegranate seeds, which is hilarious because pomegranates are so hard to eat. That's so funny. They're <laughs> also, like a, a seed is like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know awesome they're gods, but like, I would want to eat more than a seed, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so once but th- that pomegranate is from the underworld, so uh, afterwards, when she goes back to her mother and everybody's happy and it's springtime, well, they have to be like, well, you ate some of those pomegranate seeds, so you have to return to the underworld sometimes. So she either returns for like six months out of the year or four months out of the year. But basically, when Demeter loses her daughter, she gets very sad and the crops start to die, right, fall and winter. And then when she comes back, it's springtime because she's happy. And so this is like the tale of the seasons, which is mm-hmm. Persephone and like having, being dragged down to the underworld and then dragged back up, which is just fascinating to me. Cause I'm like, man, she really like changed the game just by picking some flowers and being cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did you guys think? Like, is this the kind of like the myth you remembered? Oh, oh yeah,
2: absolutely. I, I, I was obsessed with this myth a long time ago too. Like, When I say... I used to love, pome- I love pomegranates to begin with. But when I, after I like started getting obsessed with Greek mythology, like most of us do in middle school, it was like, this is my favorite food of all time. Like I would just, anytime I had like a little bit of allowance money, I always buy a pomegranate. And I was like, I guess i have a lot Hades now.
1: <laughs> all right, Stevie, how the heck do you open those things? Uh, there's
2: a, a few methods the way I do. Uh, I've I watched a bunch of tutorials is you just kind of cut off the top and then put a knife to where the veins are. Jar, and then turn it upside and just kind of beat it with a spoon. Sometimes I'm just lazy <laughs> and I just eat it as I go. <laughs> just rip, take some seeds, rip, take. It's a mess, but that's like. Uh,
1: I it's know. just such a hard
0: food to get into. But yeah, yeah. the seeds it's are decadent, so good. Yeah. Decadent. That's why you buy them pre pomegranated. Uh,
2: <laughs> pre pomegranated. I mean, pre opened,
0: And you just get like a. You get like. You can get an HEB where it's just like the jar of just the pomegranates. And you're just like. Uh,
2: For those who don't know, H-E-B is a local grocery store, but it doesn't taste the same. Because I do get with those uh, sometimes as well, it's not the same. Like, there's nothing better than a fresh pomegranate with nice tart seeds that are slightly sweet. Oh, so good. Yeah. 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 No,
1: I totally know what you mean. But I I just always think of, like, the pomegranate as, like, the Fort Knox of fruit. Like, it's so (laughs) hard to get into that fruit. It really (laughs) is. It really is. And so, for this to like, it's like this is so old, and it's always been a pomegranate that has never changed through mm-hmm. every single story. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a pomegranate. We all we all know what that is. Like, what a tough fruit, but like that's that's the story. And maybe it's, it's
0: representing their love, Ashley. Because <laughs> maybe like, maybe they um, had to break through, and then the love was so sweet inside.
1: Right. So oh, a little tart. If you can imagine, this is from, like, the 7th to 6th century, right? That's when we actually get this poem. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine it's been further and further. And so there's a lot of stories. Like, one of our first episodes, Sarah talks about, like, everything is fan fiction. There are so many tropes that have come from this, like, myth mm-hmm. that have, like, pulled into our modern era. And um, this idea of, like, being snatched away into the underworld with some, like, King of the underworld. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is this is classic adult novels right now. Right. Um, and um but like the myth itself is kind of, you know, it's a little sketchy. You know, it's called the abduction of Persephone, uh, the ravishing of Persephone. Um, and in modern times, we kind of have made it into like a enemies to lovers type trope where they don't understand each other they're from the opposite necks of the woods you know what I mean and then they kind of fall in love um in the Greek myth though uh Persephone is known as the queen of the underworld for the time Mm. that she's in the underworld so I also thought it was really fun because like how many times does like a a female goddess get like this kind of interesting like change in stature going from like the goddess of vegetation to the queen of the underworld, right? Uh, Normally
2: is she is like a demigod or something and she gets turned into a cow because, you know, (laughs) she slept
0: with the wrong God. Dude, Mm -hmm. I like it's part of the reason like I I almost wish that I spent more time because I didn't have super obsessed with Greek gods. But like that whole thing, because like Hades did that. He wasn't just like, you're forced to marry me. And like now you just are my wife. It's like you're forced to marry me. But, like, don't you want some power? And here's a throne because you were just, like, he, a, a nothing god power, up yeah. above. And he was like, nah, here, take this. Be the queen
1: of the underworld. And, like, uh, I know, like, my eyes just go like, yes. Yeah, I would totally <laughs> be queen of the underworld. Yes. Right. Um, But uh, in terms of, like, modern adaptions, I actually found out there were so many. But one of the big ones right now that I know us three are all into is Laura Olympus. So, mm-hmm. we have to talk about Laura Olympus. um This is a comic that you can find on Webtoon. And it was, I think it first started posting in about March of 2018. And as of right now, I think there's like 160 something chapters.
0: Um, I think and it's, it's in by, the 200s, isn't it? Is it in the 200s already? I think so. Because I stopped, I'm behind by a bit. And I remember I went and looked recently. I was like, there's 200 now. And I was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was actually rereading for this podcast, and I was like, this is what I'm doing for my job of reading Laura Olympus. It's great. Um, but I started from the beginning again, and it's it's amazing. Like those oh, first so two good. characters are just fantastic. And so the comic is uh Rachel Smith or Smythe. I'm not sure how you pronounce it because she's from New Zealand and it might be Smythe S M Y T H E. Um, and she's just a badass, total badass. Uh, a lot of this is I mean, it's called Lore Olympus, and it's about Hades and Persephone. So there's a lot that goes with the original myth. But uh, she does take some of her own, like, imaginations going into it. So instead of it being, like, old school, it's kind of, like, modern. Like, they call it the city, which is basically Mount Olympus. And they have all the cool Gidge gadgets of, like, today, cell phones, uh like cars things like that and um there all the gods live there the gods and the nymphs and everybody else and then they go to like the mortal realm which is somewhere else
2: which is definitely uh, more classic greek like looking right
0: yeah the mortal realm yeah the mortal yeah. realm is like it, it's Old school. It, and like i would say that like the city or like how it's explained um is definitely it's more like it's supposed to be outside of time and kind of taking the best elements of all times instead of modern like it does come across more modern but like there is every once in a while you'll see something and you're like that's old like the entire um the uh what are they called the fates they're yeah. an 80s video VHS shop. So, like, yeah. it's definitely, like, a little bit of everything happening at once. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's real fun. And, like, they go on, like, the, the fatigue, like, I don't know what we call it, the fetish book or something. And they're, like, chit-chatting and doing, oh. like, statuses. Oh, yeah. And then they're texting <laughs> each other, like, where are you? <laughs> Things like that. And Can super I say? Cute.
2: I think this is one of the things that like put Webtoons on the map because yes. they have uh, like you can get published books now of Laura Olympus. I was out shopping. I saw a Laura Olympus fl- uh, bag, a purse. Like I'm not. A, it. A, was it Loungefly? Because I know they do those types of bags. No. Those one of those type of bags. And I was like, if I have the money, I would buy this right now. But, yeah, they, they're really, really popular. And it's well, and they're like,
0: also working on an animated series, I believe. Mm-hmm. Are they not? Oh, my yes. God. Uh, mm-hmm. They're working
1: on an animated series that's going to be released on Netflix with the Jim, Hens- Jim Henson Company. Are you kidding so me? There have been no... Yes. That, that has absolutely been announced, Stephanie. So be excited. Uh, um, there are no dates on when it's going to premiere yet. So. Oh, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> but it's coming. It'll be fun. And, um, like, this... I think this comic has like almost taken the world by storm. I see it Mm. on TikTok. You see all those people that dress up, that cosplay
0: as Korra or Persephone and Hades. It's Um, really interesting. I don't know if this is the right place to say this, Ashley. So tell me if so. But um, I had found like not like this isn't supposed to be like a flex of anything, but I had found lore of Olympus years ago, like before it like got big or like anything, she had a completely different storyline she was going with that she had started posting. And I was like keeping up to that. And then she was like, Hey, I think it was like Webtoons had started backing her being like, Hey, we want this to be one of our big things. Can you restart it with a little bit more structure and we'll give you frontline access. And so like, because of that, i think she restarted it and it's so funny because i still have like the page like you know like i don't know if you remember this but if iphones if you switch phone to phone you can still get your old tabs and Mm -hmm. i just have never closed out of it and the first tab on my iphone is her original laura olympus page um and it's so weird because the artwork is so different but exactly the same i'm gonna and i know i shouldn't be doing this but like how interesting Like it's, it's very more sketchy and, oh, my hand is shaking so much. Yeah, just just, describe it. It's, 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 it's more, the modern, it's more like two, it's more, physical drawing and artwork that has been scanned in where current lore olympus is very digital art and so it has a completely different vibe um and the story was significantly more direct like they were already in a relationship when i had started reading it and stuff like that and it was kind of like them taking on the rest of the world together and so it's really interesting because like i still have that in my brain and every once in a while like i'm reading modern lore of olympus and i'm like wait a second no but wait, in the thing wait, she deleted all of it so you can't get most of it there's just like little like one-offs that she's left up But, um, yeah, I, I fully support this woman and her dreams. And like, you can see interviews with her and she's just so excited. I just, it's so
1: cute. She's so awesome. Like big, big fan of Rachel Smith. Um, so just to give a little bit of a backstory for people that don't know what Laura Olympus is about, I have a little, little blurb. Um, basically, it's framed as a slow burn love story. It's a very slow burn, which Steffi should be very happy about. Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic about! It. I love this. <laughs> um, and Hades is basically a grumpy, wealthy bachelor, and Persephone is a young college student studying to become a sacred virgin, which means she has to stay a virgin. <laughs> Becomes a plot device. Um, they begin a tentative romance that has yet to reach fruition. Um, but they have lots of things in, like, between them. One, he's got, like, this ex-girlfriend lover named Minth, hey. And, uh, Persephone's got this stalker, uh, who is Apollo. And their general taboo and age difference and things like that. And so, and they're, try- and the, but, like, I think she works for his company. And it's just so sweet. Like, the scenes with them together are so sweet. But, they like, you realize <laughs> that they're having...
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's, if I remember correctly, it's that she meets Hades at a, are you going to go over this Ashley? So stop me if so, but she meets Hades at a party and, um, well, yes and no. He sees her, but like something happens where somebody like dares her to do something or something and she gets like really drunk and intoxicated and Hades is like, what the hell is this girl doing? But then he kind of becomes enamored with her and then he's like worried about her. So he takes her home or he's like dared to take her home and like make sure she gets home. okay. And so he like takes her home the next day. She like wakes up and she's like, what the fuck is happening? I need to leave. (laughs) But like at that point, like he's like, this girl is so interesting and she's not treating me different. I feel like there's in every iteration of Hades where he's not like this terrifying being or awful. He's always and even like if you think about it, he has a short end of the stick like, he is mm-hmm. ruling the Underworld. He doesn't get to see everybody else. He doesn't get to live in Lore of Olympus or, like, um, an Olympus with everybody else. And people treat him differently because he is the death of... He's the god who, like, brings death and, like, controls the Underworld. And, like, poor... Like, it's just poor guy. And so, like, the thing <laughs> is, is, like... Like, and here comes Persephone, at least in lore of Olympus. And she's like, this is a, he's just a chill dude. I don't care. Like, she's a little bit nervous around him. But beyond that, like, she doesn't treat him differently. Mm-hmm. If anything, he if she does treat him differently, it's hit her just showing him kindness more so than a lot of people have. Yeah, so. like
1: just treating him like a guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I just have to shout out to the artwork of the, the webcomic because, like, Persephone is this right, like, bright, beautiful pink, and he's this, like, completely pink, by the way, and he's, like, completely blue with whitish, bluish hair, and it's just, like, ah, uh, so good. Honestly, it's something and to Min- call
0: out. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, and Mint, I, I was a little sad that she was red, but she is one of the hottest characters in this, like, in the webtoons. Like, well, she is so. So freaking hot, and she's, she's spread, very so pretty. Yeah. What I
0: was going to say is how much I I love that the way this author has chosen colors to help dictate who everybody is, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to remember. Oh, Hera's yellow, yellow, and this person's purple. I think Demeter's purple, and it's like it's when it's like Demeter's a comic like this. With green hair, I think. Yeah, and there's so many characters coming in and out. It's kind of hard to keep track, and like gods have complicated names, so you're just like, oh, yellow, oh yeah, and it's like it makes it and more, like, easy-to-follow story because of oh, that. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. Because I suck, yeah. especially with the the weekly release. It's And I don't... I, what I do is I wait, like, a month before, like, reading the last four. Cause then you binge. It, it's, uh, yeah, it releases on a weekly basis. I do have, a, uh, like, a paid thing, but I, I do have the free one for every week. And so I forget characters, but I'm like, oh, golden one, Hera. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, It's it's so well done.
0: Yeah, it's... Yeah. God, it's if you haven't read it, I'd give it a shot. I know that there is some critique about Lore of Olympus about how, like, the author is just dragging on the story and nothing's happening. But honestly, (laughs) I don't care. You want to know why? It's it's just a good time. It's just yeah. like fun. <laughs> I
2: love the slow burn. I'm obsessed with this. Is my jam slow burns? Oh my gosh! And it's like all of Persephone's sisters are like pink, but with mixed with like, I think it was purple a little bit, mm-hmm. and it just looks really good because you could see that they are definitely sisters, and it just it's it's lovely.
1: No, it's 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 this really gorgeous like watercolor type esque art, mm-hmm. um, and there's just these moments and scenes that are so beautiful. And then she'll cut to like comedy, right? Like <laughs> just like slapstick comedy and like the, the the big eyes and the funny faces. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like this perfect, um, to me, just this perfect, like, Uh, level of like intense beautiful art love oh my god and then comedy and then heartbreak (laughs) there's a lot of heartbreak i mean it it hurts you sometimes it
2: really does uh this also is one of those comics that does have a uh warnings because they do deal with themes mm -hmm.
0: um yeah sorry i was gonna say Um, the exact same thing about how they like go into like it's not just like oh fun story la 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 love and everything it's like no they're talking about serious themes about like being forced in relationships you're not comfortable with, having controlling parents, like what to do when your family doesn't agree with your situation or your or, or the ones that you you love, like it's it's so interesting.
1: Um, at one in one uh, chapter, uh, Eros and uh, Persephone are having a conversation, and he like gets so like emotional with her, and is just like, "Okay, like I agree not to push you on this as long as you go see a therapist." And I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, I love that bit.
2: That was, I was <laughs> like
1: amazing. I was mm-hmm. like, this is so good. So, um, great. Like shout out to the author understands pacing, understands story. Mm-hmm. Um, I will correct Sarah a little bit about mm-hmm. the first chapter
0: just because maybe you're, no, it no, you're the fine. Chapter. It's, it's, that's the thing. It's like, I have the original thing kind of in my head sometimes. So, so please do the, correct me
1: in the first chapter. Uh, cause I'm not going to spoil like, it's like, it, there's a lot of them, but we don't want to go too in depth into like the, the details of the story for all of you guys out there. But in the first one, um, Hades is, uh, going to a party and his girlfriend, Minth, ditches him. Um, and she's being real catty. She's like, did you buy me that purse? And then like, um, she's like, I just don't want to be seen with you. You wreak of death. And so he has to go to this party by himself. And he's upstairs and he's just like drinking with his brothers, Poseidon and uh, Zeus. And he sees this really cute girl and it's Persephone. And she's down, hanging out. I think so. He actually sees her, and, like, someone just knocks her drink out of her hand, and she's just like, uh, and he's just like, she's so beautiful. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> um, and he's just watching her, and at one point, like, the comedy is, like, he, he has to put on his glasses because he's, like, can't see far away, so he's like, oh, hold on, <laughs> this is an old man. <laughs> and he has to look at her from far away, and, um, he's like, he makes this stupid idiot joke where he goes, he could give Aphrodite a run for her money. And, of course, Aphrodite uh, is there, hears it, and is like, oh, hell no. I mean, the gods here are just as cheeky and, like, easily petty. offended. Yeah, petty, yeah. petty. Uh,
2: fun fact, in some versions that I read as a kid, I remember Aphrodite also hitting Hades with an arrow because he also made that comment. And he like Hades had pissed Aphrodite off, and she was like, huh, I'm going to make you fall on this person who has a lot of baggage. And... um,
1: yeah, yeah, that is it. Yeah, I think I do remember a storytelling where it's like Aphrodite
0: has uh, arrows hit him with the the love. Yeah, the love. Was arrow. it? I'm trying to think if like because I also now that you say that that makes me think of it, and I wonder if it's like was it that like Hades didn't want to hook up with Aphrodite and she was pissed about it.
2: And I don't
1: remember. So I
2: don't, I don't either.
0: either. Or those who do just, know, please let us know because I yeah, I let us I'd, know. I'd love to hear.
1: Um, but so Aphrodite, you just see her on her, uh, cell phone and she's like, uh, she's making plans. And so then, uh, arrows basically comes in, steals, uh, he, he, I think he drugs Persephone. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then he puts, yeah, it's not the best. (laughs) So, you know, uh, and then he (gasps) puts her in Hades's trunk and then Hades gets home and is like, oh, great. Or he puts her in his car. (laughs) And then he oh, puts yeah. her to sleep in his guest bedroom and she wakes up the next day and is just like, what the heck happened here? And uh, and they actually get along so well in that first meeting. You'd think that they wouldn't, but they they have like an insta-connection. And it's not mm-hmm. like love. It's more of like almost just a little banter. Like, She's having fun. He's having fun. They're just like being witty with each other. Mm-hmm. And they're both like, this is kind of weird. I'm yes. not usually this cool with people.
0: <laughs> oh, Can <laughs> I say the number one reason you should read this is because Hades has a bunch of dogs. And it's really funny when you have like this big buff dude and he has like a little like frou-frou pe- white dog that's always sitting on his lap, and you're just like, this is so
1: cute! Oh my god, the dogs in the store are just so fun. Yeah. so good. Severus, Severus yeah. is like this, like, <laughs> like, 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 it's just this black caricature of a dog, and it looks like with mean teeth. And, and you see, um, uh, Persephone with him, and she's just like, oh, good boy, good boy. And, he's and just it's like, just uh, like the dog just smells like, yay, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute! And it's basically like her relationship with Hades, dude, like she makes him melt. I also
2: want to point out one of my favorite things that I, because like I said, when it comes to certain things, I don't like looking into the fandom because then it's drama. I'm too old for this. But every once in a while, I see it because it just happens. And right now I saw another thread of people complaining about the age gap. And like vampires, it's one of those that it's just so big and ridiculous. It's kind of silly to be, maybe, I don't know. It's not silly, but it's just like, it's, I don't know how to say it. She's 19, he's, like, t- like, thousands of years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they do bring up in the story. But it's they the same thing with vampires, up. where it's just such a ridiculously large age gap.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where I think these tropes of, like, these giant age gaps, and I mean, like, giant ones, are almost, like, Uh, a tale as old as time, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Like, um, one of the things I was going to bring up with Lore of Olympus was just like basic tropes of Hades' characters, which is usually lonely, older, like, Mm -hmm. usually ancient, um, god of the underworld, so, uh, usually really wealthy. um,
0: Well, it's because he's, Right, mm-hmm. it's a god of wealth as well. Like that's one yes. of his qualities. Because remember when
1: people used to put the, like the little coins on their faces, like like you know what I mean? So it's like he he'd collect the money for the souls. Well, wasn't so that wealthy boatman?
2: Well,
0: yeah, maybe, but it's right. still, there is a boatman who does collect the coins. um And maybe this is me just coming straight out of reading Percy Jackson, which we'll talk about later. But uh <laughs> in in the second one, or in the part of the series I'm at right now. Um, Hades is less about death. He's still like the death dude, but also like wealth, like and his kids Mm -hmm. have powers where they can summon wealth, but it's like bad luck wealth. But
1: no, yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely the the God of death and wealth. Um, But another thing that I saw in this is like, Not always the case, but he's usually not a super crazy temperamental god like Zeus. He's a little bit more reserved, but sneaky. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, that's kind of usually his persona. And Persephone, on the other hand, is a youthful, young, virginal goddess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that is usually the trope. And you've seen it before, though. Like, we were just talking about our last episode was of uh, fairy porn, right? maidens getting snatched into the world of fairies. I mean, like, can mm-hmm. you see, like, the resemblance of, like, kind of, like, this trope of, like, snatching the virgin maiden? Um, oh, yeah. We- there's also tropes of, like, him representing darkness and her representing light, right? He is the god of death. She is the god of life, right? They are opposite yin and yang. And um, people just love putting them together. <laughs> like, it works. They love that trope.
0: It's like the we talked about this in like one of our very, very early episodes, which is the angry bar- barista and the customer that's so ooey or like other way around. It's like it's such a common trope that you even see it in fan fiction everywhere.
2: Like, oh yeah! Oh, definitely and fan art too. Like I, can't, I, I, I rem- God! I wish I remember the title of it. But I started reading a Raylo fic where it was based on Hades and Persephone. Don't give me that look, Sarah. <laughs>
0: how How long do you think it would take me to find it?
2: Oh, uh, probably not long at all. I'm pretty sure there's more than one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a huge trope, especially when there's one character that's very dark, one that's very light. It's just so easy to give them the personification of like Persephone and Hades. It just makes sense.
1: No, it's, it's, it's a very well-worn theme. I feel like, Mm -hmm. uh, another, you know, thing I came across, which I was thinking about was like beauty and the beast, right? He She is the beast. She is the beauty. She has to stay with him in his castle. You know what I mean? Uh, in a lot of the retellings and in the Greek myths, actually, she does end up liking her husband, falling in love with him. It takes a while. Um, she's obviously not originally there uh, consensually. Usually in all these stories, it's a bit against her will to actually be in the underworld. hmm Um... And then we have this idea of like arranged and forced marriage, which is like a huge trope in fan fiction and books. Just, you know, this is just normal, not normal. It's just like, it's there. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about how old this story is. And I'm like, you know, like Sarah said, like everything is fan fiction. Like did this, like, there was probably so much like what happened in the underworld that people started making stories up. And then we have all these other stories that have come out of it. Exactly. Uh, oh, I love this trope. I'm sorry. It's so good. It did. <laughs> Um, do you want to say anything more about uh, Lore of Olympus before we kind of move on to like other things? Uh, no, read it. go check it out. Yeah,
0: check it out. Um, it's a really good introduction to any kind of like Webtoon. They're an up upcoming company, especially like with how uh, there's the animated series of Lore of Olympus coming to Netflix. And I think there's more in the works with, with different uh, animation production studios and Crunchyroll and stuff like that. So like you should find find where the roots are. Mm -hmm. and like give everything a little bit like give them a couple shots like there's some stories stories on there that are it's very boring but like uh i don't know if i've told you guys this to you guys but my sister susie i showed her lore of olympus actually i have four sisters all of us read lore of olympus all of us um and Susie was the last one to get on board. because She's like, I'm not going to read a comic on my phone. That's so silly. She sends me recommendations of Webtoon comics weekly. She's like, have you read this one? <laughs> I sit up till four in the morning reading oh it. And I was goodness. like, Susan Marie, are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> I-, I, feel
2: like, I feel like all three of us are obsessed with Webtoons. And uh, like, I think we all started with Laura Olympus. And we've all branched to our different respective like st- stories that we love and like. Because I know we've mentioned
1: Webtoons in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely a fun uh, comic mm-hmm. app. It's awesome, honestly.
2: It's also really nice because uh, I used to be really obsessed with online comics years ago, which I cannot wait to talk about that someday. And it's just, it's like revitalized, but somehow I feel like all the ones that I'm reading today are definitely skewed to more of the female audience. Whereas the ones I was reading a long time ago were definitely all just written by dudes.
0: Also, I feel like it's something to be said that they have found a way to make it profitable for the authors, Mm -hmm. which I think is so important with something like that because Webtoons or, like, webcomics, they used to just post online for free and, like, it was just exposure. And nowadays, like, especially with Webtoons, like we mentioned, there was a paid element, but the thing is, it's such a well-done platform because uh, it's almost, like, honestly, kind of close to Rooster Teeth first where there's a three-week period where things are free, but if you pay an amount of money, then you get the stuff on, like, Early. it's per episode, though, which is where the where the catch is there. You have to pay per episode, but you could be three weeks in advance. Like, if you have an episode that's so good and you just want to know what happens next, which I've done before, I've put money into Webtoons, being like, I need to know what else happens to... Uh, Persephone's and Hades, and so then I just pay five dollars and then I get the next three episodes, and I'm like, yes, yeah. Hey Webtoons, if
2: you're listening, sponsor us. We love sponsor you. Sponsor us. <laughs> Give us your money. Uh, uh, all
0: right, but, like, Ashley, it's such a good platform for artists. That's all I was right, saying. Like, yeah. It's so well it done. Is.
1: All right, Ashley, what's um, next? Before I let Sarah get into her Percy Jackson <laughs> brand, I do want to say um, I have a couple things, but I'm going to do one, and then Sarah, and then I'll go again. Uh, did you know? There is a character named Persephone in The Matrix. No. Who? You will remember it. Uh, the Matrix series two and three. Uh, it's Persephone and she's married to the Merovingian. Oh my God. Do you remember look. this? Vaguely.
3: What? Did oh, know I say
1: the name? The Merov.
3: The Merovingian. The Merovingian. Oh my God. You're yeah.
2: unlocking old, old memories.
1: I haven't <laughs> thought about The Matrix
3: and look, in a and while. And look, she's
1: wearing white and he's wearing black.
3: It's funny that like Ashley brought this up because I literally watched The Matrix Reloaded last night and I was like, oh yeah, Persephone and the Merovingian and all this stuff. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, like uh, in this like version, Persephone despises the Merovingian Mm. and uh,
1: he cheats on her.
3: He Mm. cheats on her and like when she like confronts Neo like to help them, she's like, make me feel like I'm loved is like what is like the thing. So she's like, you know she tells him, like, kiss me like you would kiss Trinity. And that was like the, like, the, like, trade-off for her. Uh, and the Merovingian in, in, like, the Matrix is like a tr- information trafficker. Um, but, like, uh, he's from... He's rich. Uh, he's rich. Yeah, super rich. He's from, like, uh, the second iteration of the Matrix, which was called the Nightmare Matrix. In, in this version of the Matrix, there were programs that represented vampires werewolves aliens zombies and stuff like that and the reason he like is related to like or personifies hades is because he saved uh he saves programs from being deleted so he kind of keeps them from dying so like uh there's a scene in the in matrix reloaded where persephone kills uh, a dude named abel which is a werewolf program that the merovingians saved and then Kane is like a vampire program from like an old one that the Merovingians saved.
1: Oh
2: my God. So he's
3: like a keeper of death, essentially, is the Merovingian. All
1: right. Uh, I, I want to say, oh, but he owns a club called, what was it, Jaren?
3: Hell. Oh, H-E-I. hell. <laughs> well, they, they, meet, they meet him again. Oh, yeah. And I was, I was also like, he, he, he has like a henchman named the Train Man. And it's like, he is like, the the ferryman like Charon from like mm-hmm. that takes you across the river Styx into Hades. Essentially, like he's like he's is Hades in in the Matrix.
2: I I just want to say uh, I don't blame Persephone. Keanu Reeves does seem like a very giving lover. So
1: <laughs> make me feel love, Keanu. <laughs> All right. That was my matrix. I was like, that was so funny. That's a really it. good one. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> isn't it fascinating? I was like, whoa, it's everywhere. Like there's so many Hades, Persephone seems. It's like not even funny. Um, but I
0: do want to give the floor to Sarah because she has some Percy Jackson stuff. Uh, <laughs> before I get into the Percy Jackson thing, I want you to know I was trying to find that Persephone's Hades fic, Steffi, that you're talking about on mm-hmm. AO3. Uh, did not think, I, I just rolled like two and I want to give you the description of the second one, which is a canon-esque Omegaverse Hades Persephone oh, story it's but cool. in space. <laughs> go listen to our omegaverse. Uh, uh, we can't explain I, it here it's too much. I know, yeah. It was just more I was like sh- like I was like, "Oh, let me just see if I can find it real quick." And I go, "What the fuck?" Oh, and <laughs> like God. read it. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. Sef-
1: can we just hashtag some stuff like star rose uh kylo ren hades persephone's Omegaverse, like
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh who are we to argue with the supreme leader is one of the tags on this oh my god okay, <laughs> kylo is a hands-on kind of guy uh public display of powers that don't go as planned like i love good th- th- like honestly there's a whole episode in the tagging system a3 a- a- o- and how gorgeous right. this is well, well, but well, percy jackson yeah
3: um
0: so because we're talking about Hades and Persephone's, uh, I will talk about it in that context. But I will Percy- say,
2: Sarah, before you start, we do have a limited time. We cannot go over. Again. No,
0: I know. I'm not going to go okay. super over. Um, go. Percy Jackson is a modern retelling of the uh, Olymp- the Greek gods and the Roman gods. And it is all told from um, their demigods who so, like the children of the gods. So like preface that. Um, but they do go really in depth about like the lore behind everything and Hades. Um, you and in do not watch the movie because the movie is wrong. But in the books, <laughs> um, that's it pisses me off because in the movie, Hades and Persephone's, she doesn't want to be there. She hates it. In the books, Persephone's loves Hades so much and he loves her so much that he is the least amount of any children because he is like so truthful to his wife uh. and it's like this yeah like it's it's so annoying that the movie just shit on that but like even in in the books there's a point where there's this huge war happening and hades and Persephone's like you go to hades you go to hell and talk to percedes and have Hefe- it and uh, hades quite often in the books um but uh what was i gonna say oh in, there's a part where there's this huge war going on with the Olympic, with where the Olympians and the um, Titans, and Hades has closed the doors to Hell and has brought Demeter down and Persephone to protect them because he understands that Persephone's and it like his, her mother, despite her hating her, like is important to her, and it's really fun to see the dynamic of the three of them fighting, and it's it's like it's like so like. The in-laws are here, vibes, and it's like a whole chapter of her being like, Well, I told I told Persephone that she should tell Hades this. And you're just like, Demeter, shut the
1: fuck up. Isn't it funny? In <laughs> every single retelling, Demeter is kind of an overly overbearing, like, over- like <laughs> bearing mother, like literally mm-hmm. traps her daughter. No, you can't go to school. You might meet men there. You know that kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> so-
0: <laughs> It's talk, really talk cute. Boys. And it's always like, it's always like, it's well known that Hades is in a better mood when it's winter and Persephone's is down there. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's very cute. And like, he does have a couple of kids and Persephone's fucking hates them. And she's like, get the fuck out. You are not my children. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Jealousy. So,
2: uh, right quick. I just want to say in Greek mythology, he did have a couple other love- uh, lovers, but they weren't long they were quick and he never really did it again it was one was mint and the other one i want to say was lyra i can't remember exactly it was like another plant
1: uh but yeah uh mint was oh, he's into plants notes. now that i think about it like mint <gasps> yes! vegetation he has he's a, into type. He's he into like, a type he has a type oh my god good for him. now that i'm thinking about it like think about it it's Teffy.
2: <laughs> all right yeah. uh before we go, oh, do you have anything else? Before oh, I was just going to say, up?
0: Percy Jackson's a really fun way to learn about Greek mythology without having to read uh, tombs. Um, it's not like 100 percent accurate, but you get the vibe and you understand the relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, Ashley, I, I, I yield the floor. <laughs>
1: um, I only the only thing I had uh, just to kind of end this episode is like the tale of Hades and Persephone. Again, tale as old as time. I think these are really old tropes that have like like filtrated us in so many different ways. Like you see it in Beauty and the Beast. I mean Snow White and the Apple. I'm like, is it a pomegranate? You know, like all kinds of stuff like uh that you see these stories through. Um but there are big tropes that like even today like Laura Olympus is still just such a good thing. Um and there's uh just I I didn't get to go into them, but I looked on Goodreads. They said with the Hades Persephone tag, there are 173 books published. When I went on AI three, Hades slash Persephone had about two thousand works, and like it's, it's just gonna be you know it's everywhere for whatever would, reason. People love it.
0: I would argue that we are entering into another like revamp of like the Greek gods Mm -hmm. because even on book talk right now, there are so many conversations about Persephone's and Hades books. Like there's a lot of Kindle limited erotica stuff going around right now, but like it's more and more being published because houses are publishing houses are realizing that people want this. So um, expect to see a lot of it coming up. Give the people what they want. want
2: All right, with that, I want to take over. Uh, I meant to do this at the top of the hour, so I apologize, but I want to give a shout out to Nick M., who gave us a review on Audible. Thank you so mm. much. I really appreciate it. It was a delightful little review. Uh, if you want to shout out on an episode, uh, leave a review on Audible or on iTunes. Uh, if you're on one of the other ones, just send us a screenshot of you listening to the episode or downloading it, and uh, just tweet it at us or something at OT3 Podcast. Tweet it or
0: Instagram, or we also got a TikTok,
2: and a Facebook, yeah. in <laughs> Just let us know you're listening. Just uh, let us know you're listening. We also want to know what is your favorite retelling of Persephone and Hades. If you have a favorite story we didn't mention, because there are so many, please let us know. Recommend a few in the comments or anywhere you want. Uh, we will tell find me it. your favorite
1: tropes, dude. Uh, tell us Hades your favorite Persephone trope tropes.
2: So good. Uh, if you have any fan fiction re- recommendations, send them our way. And with that, uh, thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next
1: week.
0: Thank you. See you next
1: Friday. Episodes Friday at two p.m. Bye.